So again, you're all very, very welcome here to uh, Holy Family Mission now for, for this Christmas Eve Mass. Um, ordinarily, when there's a lot of socialising, when people get to kind of disco tech kind of age, uh, a very, very popular song back in the 90s, which hasn't changed, and is still very popular today, apparently, is the song 500 Miles by the Proclaimers. I won't give you a full rendition of it now, but it's I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more. Uh, and I would walk 500 miles just to be the man who walked a thousand miles to fall down at your door. Right, so basically, the point is, and it's very, very easy because even when people have a few in them, they all know the words because that's it. No, no one knows the, the verses. Everyone goes ballistic for the chorus. Okay, but it does communicate an interesting idea that when you are in love that you'd be willing to walk 500 miles to get back to whoever it is that you love. Uh, I presume and I hope that anybody who has ever experienced what it's like to be in love would have felt equally motivated. Okay, not so much. We'll work on that one later. There's also a movie out there um, called The Way Back. And it describes a Polish uh, man who was living in Poland and then the Russians invaded, tried to convince him or tried to make force a confession out of him that he was a spy. He refused, so he was sent off to, to a gulag, to a concentration camp in Russia. And then, after a very short period there, decided that he had enough of this. I want to escape. So during a blizzard, then, they managed to escape, knowing that the blizzard will cover their tracks. But it also means that you now have to leave during a blizzard. So you don't know where you are. You haven't got supplies. You have no vehicles. And they had to make the trek uh, from Siberia down across the Gobi Desert. So you go from being froze to death to being boiled to death. <laughs> and uh, escape into India in order, to, in order to get home, back to Poland. 4,000 miles on foot. And when, when you hear these kind of stories, when you hear these kind of ideas even, they, they do communicate something to us about what it means to be in love and what it means to be willing to sacrifice yourself for someone you love. And what you'd be willing to do when, like, there ain't no mountain high enough, ain't no valley low enough, ain't no river wide enough to keep me from getting to you. This kind of idea, you know what I mean? Like, nothing will stop me. When I love someone, there is nothing that will stop me. I will do anything. I will give my life. Right? And we, we kind of forget or maybe aren't enough aware of, of the fact, aren't aware enough of the fact that the story, the history of mankind is one great love story of God trying to win his people back, trying to win us back, trying to win our hearts, trying to win our attention, trying to win our love. And, and that whole story takes on uh, a whole new chapter in tonight's solemnity, the solemnity of, of Christmas. So I've told this story before, so apologies if it's familiar, but like, uh, how do we know someone loves us? Well, we know someone loves us because... Uh, they buy us nice things, isn't that right, girls? Right? Mammy and daddy love you because they buy you nice stuff, isn't that right? Is that how it works? How else do they show you they love you? <laughs> they feed you. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's good. And else, they tell you. They give you hugs. Oh, I like that. Right? They tell you. Okay, good. So we've got gifts and words. Yeah, but gifts from, from Amazon and talk is cheap. So next, what's the next? How, how, how do we know someone loves us? And it's, it's, just, it's, it's startling and astounding when you ask teenagers this question, considering it's so important, and considering every human heart longs for it, when you ask them, 
How do you know if someone loves you? They don't know. <laughs> so we're looking for something and we don't know what it looks like. So then, how do you know if we've got it? How do we know if we've missed it? How do we know if we're going the right direction? How do we know if someone loves us? This is really, really important to know. Otherwise, you end up marrying someone because they're pretty or handsome or of money. And everything else just goes pear-shaped. So how do we know someone loves us? Our faith teaches us that God is love. That God is love. So how does God show his love for us? As Jesus himself says, a man can have no greater love than to lay down his life for his friends. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. So God so loves the Father, so loves the world that he gives us the son. But like, that, that, sounds, that sounds so, we're so used to hearing that that doesn't sound any way momentous at all. Like to step down from your throne in heaven and to become absolutely helpless and harmless like a child needing nappy changes and feeds and if you fall on your belly you can't even get yourself up you're like a turtle ridiculously helpless children are I mean it's normal it's, I'm not giving out to them they're, they're, they're small what can they do but what I'm saying is like this is what God becomes like in order for us to kind of win our attention hello you don't need to be afraid of me I become a child absolutely helpless but it doesn't stop there because this humanity, this human nature that Jesus gets, it's, 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 it's given to him, not just to say, I love you so much that I'll become a child, but I love you so much that I will sacrifice myself. So then this, this whole mystery of Christmas then leads us to the mystery of Easter. So I love you so much that, that I, will, I will die for you. But it doesn't even stop there. Because then the church continues with this, the presence of Jesus so real and alive and, 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 and with us that he leaves himself to us as food. So he starts in a trough and he ends up in, this thing is called a ciborium, right? Ciborium comes from the word chibo in Latin, which means food. It's like a food dish. That's what it means. Right? It's a food dish given to us as food. So God, the almighty creator of all things, who knows how atoms and neutrons and things work because he designed them, becomes food for you and for me to show us how much we're loved. And all of this, like I say, it's all made possible through Christmas. If Jesus didn't have a human body, then he couldn't die on the cross, couldn't die on the cross, then he couldn't give himself to us in the Eucharist. It's all linked. It's all one enormous, incredible love story. That he wouldn't just walk 500 miles to get our attention, he wouldn't just walk 4,000 miles to get our attention, but he'll step down from heaven to earth, which is much further. I don't know how much, but it's a lot. And he steps down from, from that throne to a stable out of love for you. Out of love for you. And that's this, this, this miracle and mystery and beauty of Christmas. It's, uh, it's more than words. That's there's another song. Gene, I should have a guitar for this homily. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, there's more than words can say. Like, it's that's what Christmas, that's what this is all about. So that's why this is also relevant to us as adults. God's trying to win your heart. He's trying to win your attention. He's trying to win your confidence. He's trying to win your trust. So I'm not sure if you've ever had the experience of approaching, accosting somewhat sideways and somewhat awkwardly someone who you kind of like and maybe even have strayed into the, the L-O-V-E territory 
and you're about to kind of prep yourself and drop it and you're about, you're about to just say all right look um i love you all right not sure if you ever had that you know when the, in a relationship when it kind of takes that step and you're just you know, you're eventually going to say the word and it's all kind of awkward and it's all kind of palm sweaty and all right and then the reaction then oh that's nice and you're heartbroken that's nice that's nice <laughs> hardly the reaction you were hoping for in this great drama this great love story this great uh, effort on god's part to win us back everything that he does and is an expression of his love so what's your reaction what's your response what are we willing to give the gift giver this Christmas what's our reaction to the limitless efforts of God to win your heart only you can answer for yourself no one can do it for you we pray I pray that this Christmas considering it's not just dark out there as regards the weather I think a lot of people I've been speaking to recently are were just describing to me that it feels it feels darker in a different kind of a way. It feels darker in a just heavy kind of atmosphere. Even the Christmas shopping doesn't seem half as festive as it usually does. It's just kind of a heaviness out there. So do we believe that this guy is the light of the world or don't we? Do we believe that it makes a difference or don't we? Do we believe that, that this love story is aimed at me? And that if I welcome him in, that maybe something can change. Because the conversion of the world, the changing of the world starts, starts at me. So tonight, let us maybe try and make a conscious effort during this Holy Mass to welcome Jesus in a new way into our hearts and into our lives. And to welcome this light, this consoling presence, this real friendship from a real God who really wants to win your heart tonight, that we might welcome him in, maybe in a new way, so that we can discover that our faith makes all the difference in the world. Amen.